So, hello Patricia, welcome to this Economic Podcast. How are you doing today? Fine. We and uh, well, thanks for the invitation. I'm I'm based based in Sevilla, south of Spain, and we have a very sunny day and not very cold. So, so I guess the best place to start is to jump right in and tell the audience what is my Hixel and what products do they offer and how do you start? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm the founder and CEO of my Hixel, that is a um, male sexual health brand um, that basically we combined um, technology, science and, and sex <laughs> uh, to develop uh, tech products uh, to address male sexual conditions. We also offer services and content. We started um, addressing premature ejaculation with a product which is a combination of a physical device, which is a stimulation device, with a mobile app uh, that contains an, its cognitive behavioral therapy. It's an eight-week program to, to teach men how to control climax. How do you find a gap in the market for that? Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was back in 2016. I was working as a head of marketing for an American sex toy company. It was a male sex toy company. Um, I used to attend different trade shows and, and events in the industry. So I remember uh, that actually one of our top selling products was a product for training the male stamina in bed. Uh, from a pleasurable perspective, uh, I should say. So it was the top selling product at all. And um, I, I started seeing how other female brands in the space started to approach more to health and wellness and not just to sex and pleasure. They were less explicit or um, yes, they, they, they started to embrace this sexual well-being concept as a holistic concept. And now, at that time, nobody was doing the same thing for 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 male audience, for the male audience. So I thought, okay, and what about men? What if they are interested in improving their sexual well-being with proper content, proper technology and products? So I started um, talking to um, sex therapists and urologists because uh, for me, it was the first thing to do. I, I mean, um, I needed to understand what was their feedback, their needs. And, and the feedback was pretty positive. They, they, of course, are very willing to use um, and recommend technological products and, and innovative products to their patients. Since at the end, science and, and medicine is also evolving in that sense. So, and they were like claiming that there was no specific tech brand uh, that was developing tech products for for male sexual dysfunction. So, uh, once I got the feedback from from the physicians, from from the experts, I did some market research and I decided to quit and start my own journey. That must have been such like, um, I know you did your research, but such still a scary jump to go from working for someone than having this idea and trying to follow it through. I suppose it's the journey of 
every entrepreneur mm-hmm. having to jump off the edge. Yeah, definitely. Because uh, at least for, for me, it was my first experience. And I don't have um, a family of um, entrepreneurials or no, it was like a <laughs> something pretty new. Uh, I needed money because <laughs> uh, it's not a, a typical software startup that maybe you can start with um, 30,000 or 40,000 pounds, but we needed to develop softwares, uh, software, hardware, and also what was more important, and I, I thought it was key, was to start creating the value proposition that was based on running clinical trials and on getting medical certificates for our products because it was the main way to differentiate ourselves uh, and to generate value. So, of course, it was costly. <laughs> and I needed to raise around 300,000 euros just to kick off the project. So... <laughs> Going and doing your funding rounds and getting investment, doing research, you know, it's all done in a certain order, but especially with the nature of the product, you know, it's about pre-ejaculation. Whilst you and I, we we don't squint at that. We don't really, because, you know, we have jobs where we kind of speak about this stuff every day. How Mm. did you find pitching those ideas to investors or people who are going to help you with your journey? Because sometimes people can be a little bit squeamish. Actually, at the very beginning, I remember to to pitch in front of some business angels and and banks. (laughs) And honestly, I I think that they thought I was crazy or (laughs) something like that. And nobody wanted to help me out at all. Banks do not like anything to do with sex. That's the thing. And I was trying to convince them that it was not just sex. But sexual health, that is a very important part of our mental health as well. But still, it was super hard at the beginning. And basically, I only got the support from my family and friends. Mm -hmm. And it was them to give me that money. It's crazy. but And actually, when I realized that they were 100% convinced that the project, who worth it, that I was the person that could make it real and they wanted to give me their money just to try. It it was when I couldn't refuse, <laughs> you know. It was like, okay, I, I guess that I, I I should do that. So is this the main curveball you found in the early development of the brand is this the main difficulty you found or mm-hmm. it was hard at the beginning because nobody want, wanted to help me with the fundraising from the professional perspective afterwards after one year and a half when um when we developed the first mvp there we run the first trials we we ran a small campaign on kickstarter with a, a significant success then some business angels started to uh, have interest. I started to get the first, um, well, the, the 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 first fundraising from from angels. It was kind of easy at that point, but when I again when when we decided to let's say raise money from VCs, 
and, and, and corporates, it was hard again. I mean, it happened to me two, three times to get the term sheet already signed, this class, all the negotiations was were done, and they decided to withdraw the the proposal, the offer, just because one of the LPs um, wasn't comfortable uh, with the idea of investing in sex. So fundraising has been tough. Um, even having access to grants. Uh, it's also difficult because of the nature of the, of the project, um, because of the topic, even uh, to get some press coverage. I mean, it's not, of course, fundraising is one of the main um, areas um, that have a, a, an important impact because we need to fundraise to keep going, right? But still, it's kind of frustrating and and uh, when I talk to, to our team I only tell them okay let's we should we, we couldn't give up because of of this we should keep going keep going we have more things to offer to the to the world and we are not giving up just because of some people that let's say that are old school <laughs> it's probably just the wrong person who's not going to get it right you know okay fine it's not that person and I think that shows the sign of a true entrepreneur okay it's not that person but I'm going to go to the next person because someone will get it and someone will want to invest and be part of it um but how do you feel like the marketing as well like around it that's like the next thing after that because I was curious about your products which gender buys it more? Is it kind of women? So like girlfriends for their boyfriends? <laughs> or is it kind of men on their own behalf buying it? Like, I'm so curious about that. It's men. men. Okay. <laughs> in our case, it's 88% of men and only 2% of women buying this for their partners. Unfortunately, I mean... Um, Sometimes we receive feedback from women and sometimes it's because they, they need to, to refund, to do a refund uh, or they ask for a refund because they say, I bought it for my boyfriend as he's so mad at me. <laughs> he's, uh, yes, it's, uh, it's a pity, but um, uh, it's a matter of ego, male ego. Yeah. Um, they don't want to recognize that they need to face this. And it, it's really because in most of the cases, premature ejaculation has to do to psychological aspects. Yeah. So they can be treated, they, they, they can be improved with proper help. But still, it's, it's kind of huge taboo also among, the, among couples. And I think as well, just as we were speaking before, it's important to mention, you've been mentioned in Forbes, haven't you, for your work? Mm. Yeah, congratulations. That's such a big, you know, reward. Yeah. I think as well, women publications kind of, especially in sex tech, as I follow this journey quite a lot, when like one of the big media companies kind of put their name behind something, I really think it helps kind of take sex tech or kind of the world around it 
out of it being such a dirty thing because we all have sex and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's really great to see a big media piece kind of legitimize and, you know, show the seriousness of what this product yeah. can be. I mean, I think it, and I'm convinced it's a matter of time. I mean, we, we need to keep uh, normalizing the conversation around sexuality. Um, we are committed with uh, generating great products, content, services, because at the end of the day, sexuality is part of our lives. So we, we just need to accept we are going to struggle with some part of, of, of our sexuality at some point of their lives. And, and that fortunately, we, we, we have now more resources and, and more products and we shouldn't be ashamed. Um, and at least it's, it's, uh, it's how we see it. And uh, we believe, we really believe that we are um, like... Um, doing a good job <laughs> um, and so that's why we are convinced that these kind of situations are not um, um, making us to uh, to give up um, we um, it, it was great to get some good press coverage and get some pieces talking about um, sex tech in a normal way and and yes and and, and in mainstream um, media and not on just on, on media from 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 space and again also um, as you mentioned before we the our marketing strategy is is kind of difficult we we um, do a still struggle with uh, running social media advertising. And uh, even if, for example, Meta decided to change their advertising policy one, one, I think one and a half years ago, and they decided to accept um, sexual and reproductive health ads. Content, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but still, it's kind of a very great area the algorithm is still trained in a in an old way, and even if we uh, are very careful with our uh, copies, with um, with our images and everything, we get banned uh, from time to time. So many times, actually, and we need to um, apply, then uh, send them our medical certificates, uh, our clinical trials to demonstrate that our claims are are okay and, and it's it's kind of difficult for a business model where you are selling directly to consumer right how does that make you feel when obviously kind of reproductive education and sexual health and sexual wellness within pleasure mm-hmm. that stuff is kind of being pulled up by meta um and then you see kind of you know, with no shade, but kind of an Instagram model or an OnlyFans model. Yes, they're not naked on the platform as such, but obviously it's more suggestive and provocative, you know. For example, I'm a stripper and a lot of my friends, they have photos that obviously kind of push traffic towards their OnlyFans and all of that stuff. But when you're giving a kind of more educational-based 
content purpose you're being flagged on it it must Mm -hmm. it it would annoy me it's frustrating (laughs) um but for me it's a reflect of their society (laughs) you know it's um Sometimes when I also got the, the the responses from some, I don't know, investors or I say, no, you're you have a sexual product and I'm I'm an uh, ultra Catholic person and I don't want to invest. It's like, oh, come on, <laughs> I know that probably you are one of my clients. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where. I saw something recently about kind of abortion laws and, you know, Republicans in America who push really hard mm-hmm. for strict abortion laws um, and are pro-life, so to speak. Yeah. But yet behind closed doors, they um, have like affairs and mistresses and they have abortions. It's a reflect of society, you know, yeah. it's, um it is what it is um we should keep trying and trying and um uh it's a cycle of course i i see that we have evolved in some ways but we we should keep pushing and trying to to change this this kind of behavior Little by little, it's gonna. It's not gonna be done in 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 one two years, maybe in ten. Yeah. So our intention is to be there within ten years, <laughs> and and finally see how the the society is is taking care of their sexuality, and we are not getting bound with absurd kind of policies. Some, like when something has not been done before. Mm-hmm. And people are kind of hesitant. That is usually the trend you see before in a lot of other people's stories in terms of like entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think sometimes, like you said, it's just a case of not thinking it's going to be yeah, it's going to be time. But your passion is what takes you through. Um, yeah, so, and actually, I remember two years ago we had a huge billboard in in Gran Vía, Madrid, one of the main avenues. During three weeks or almost a, a whole month with a huge picture of our stimulation device, which is a masturbation device for men. And um, it was written um, the first time you went out for a round, you didn't last more than three minutes either. So it was kind of... Um, um not very explicit okay sentence or not very explicit claim but for us it was like a wow huge success having this huge um billboard with the image of our masturbation device in one of the main um avenues in madrid and um Recently, we we were reached out by by a company that is managing the um, uh, screens on on Times Square. So uh, not this time, but maybe in the future, we can also uh, explore the possibility on, on on 
getting our product in Times Square. That's the it. audience can't see it because they're going to hear audio, but I'm like clapping because of my microphone. <laughs> I, I want to go back to what you said earlier about people having a very shy and not open relationship around sex because obviously this brand is about male pleasure and then from on the top of that making them last longer it mm-hmm. improves the female's pleasure mm-hmm. but it's interesting to note between 30 percent and 40 percent of men experience premature ejaculation at some point in their life mm-hmm. now if I look at that I'm going to assume some of that's going to be teenagers which mm-hmm. you know completely normal but according to American urological association premature ejaculation is the most common type of sexual dysfunction in men about one in five men between ages of 18 and 59 report instances of premature ejaculation so it's kind of having that courage to go into that space and say I know that there is this thing that I can help in the gap in the market and I'm going to be the one to do it right Yeah, and I, that's why I told you I did some market research and I found out those crazy statistics. <laughs> so I thought, okay, and, and how men are being treated uh, so far? Uh, and sometimes with drugs, that's the only pill approved worldwide is an antidepressant pill. So I thought, okay, I don't think that is the best way to to treat men with this condition because. As I said, in most of the cases, it's psychological. So in in general, um, specialists um, treat men with premature ejaculation, with, uh, with um, psychological therapy, with cognitive behavioral therapy. But there is another statistic that is also super interesting that says that around 20% of men who are struggling with premature ejaculation seek help with a professional, with a doctor. So they go on the internet instead, and what do they find? Porn. So basically, they find this drug. So they they now, depending on the on the country, they can buy it online, or they still need to go to the doctor to to get the, the prescription, or the other Just type Viagra of you're speaking about yeah the yeah. yeah not viagra it's it's the name the name of for the, viagra is for erectile dysfunction for premature ejaculation in the commercial name is prelegy and it is an antidepressant pill mm-hmm. okay the other type of product which is very common and common extended it's uh, numbing creams and sprays and also numbing condoms most of them based uh, with the, with um, lidocaine, okay, to desensitize the area. So basically, they they get the penis numb, so they don't feel. But if they don't feel, sometimes they don't get proper erections, or at the end they are missing pleasure, which is not the point, right? <laughs> so I thought, okay, so cognitive behavioral therapy is the best way. Okay, I get it, but. 80% of men are not having access to this kind of therapy because they are not accepting this, that they have this condition and willing to go to the doctor. So that's why the product of Mahixel is not just the, the physical device, the, the masturbation device, but the app that includes the eight-week therapy uh, to teach men uh, to control climax from their homes because 
we are in the era of digitalization. And of course, when it comes to male sexual dysfunctions, most of men are at their homes waiting for a proper solution. And that's why I thought, okay, let's translate deep therapy from the practice to, an, to a mobile app. And why we are accompanying this, this app with a physical device. Because um, well, we are working with a sexological institute. Okay, my partners are uh, researchers and doctors that develop this eight-week program. And at the beginning, they, their patients were um, improving in, in their control over ejaculation, but they started to report a very common feedback that was, okay, I'm, I'm doing better, I'm managing to control, um, but when I'm doing it, the, the, when I'm practicing on my own, when I have to put into practice the technique with a real partner, the sensations are super different, so I, I don't manage to control anymore. And that's why this uh, research group decided to use a masturbation device as part of the therapy because they are getting their patients trained while they are feeling super realistic sensations. So they feel more comfortable and, and confident uh, when they have to put into practice the techniques that in the technique we um, we have taught them with a real person, and that's why this concept of a, a bundle of physical product with a with a training app um, was the the final idea that we got to launch in our our product. So we are speaking about here specifically the product. Is it the MyHixel Control? Mm-hmm. Okay, so off the website, it consists of a cognitive behavioral treatment program designed specifically for men who ejaculate in less than three minutes during penetrative sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. I think what you said about therapy is really important because men are less likely, even in general therapy, if it's not a sexual therapy, they're less likely to go mm-hmm. to therapy. Um, obviously, men with their mental health do not speak about it as much as women that's just Mm -hmm. kind of the difference between I guess hormonally and kind of psychologically men and women and it shouldn't be Um, and I think there's a bit of conditioning there too but it sounds like you've brought something that men find hard to access to them in the most easiest form in terms of their phone Mm -hmm. and I think that's a really smart move Thank you. <laughs> um, well, what we wanted it was to spread the the. You're spreading joy. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I mean, it was a pity that professionals are developing techniques, um, therapy that is is uh, working well. And 80% of, of their potential, potential um, well, um, patients or, or clients are not going to them. So, as I said, in the era of digitalization and digital health, I thought, okay, it's time to start digitalizing sexual therapy. And my hexal control is for 
people if you have a lack of ejaculatory control from the beginning of your sex life or have acquired it later in life you're experiencing issues with ejaculation control either consistently or intermittently you prefer to use a 100% natural solution that is completely free from side effects or medication you want to achieve a complete ejaculatory control and enhance your overall sexual experience you believe stress or anxiety is impacting your relationship um, and sex life. And lastly, uh, you want to extend the duration of your sexual encan- encounter by up to seven times longer, which, you know, it seems like such a benefit to have through a natural solution. Um, well, on average, more f- in, for example, the... Uh, um, when you are uh, taking Prelegy, the, the pill, on average, you multiply up to three times um, the, the time of ejaculation, but it has important side effects. Um, the, the, there is another statistic that says that around uh, 90% of men who are being treated with Prelegy um, give up uh, in the first year the, the medication. They, they stop using medica- the prelegium medication um, because of the side effects. Uh, when we say that our patients manage to multiply up to seven times, it's because we run a clinical trial when um, after eight weeks, our patients went from two minutes on average, uh, two minutes of duration when they started, up to 14. Um, wow. Of course, our sample is, is um, smaller than when you are uh, testing a drug, okay, because we don't have um, side effect. But I should say that we have three clinical trials that have been published in, in scientific journals worldwide. But um, we also have a database of more than 25,000 men. It is important to highlight that all data is anonymized. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any personal data at all uh, related to uh, to the progress of um, on controlling ejaculation, not at all. We have just the, the general statistic. And uh, the average of improvement of these 25,000 men, uh, it's, um, it's 3.5. So let's say that with a, a wider audience 25,000 we are providing more or less same benefits that the only pill which is approved but with no side effects so in your office do people get to try it for free sure (laughs) 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 i'm a woman i cannot try so i I need to ask (laughs) (laughs) so i suppose like as well when you um obviously hand out kind of samples maybe for friends to try and stuff they come and get back to you right and you have more of me and i have a lot of um information from them uh it's it it is what it is of course we are the first example of normalizing this kind of conversation among Mm. uh, the people of our team we are 50 percent men 50 percent women and then the men are half of them straight, half of them gay. So we are very diverse. And every time that we receive a sample, 
of the product, but not only of our products. We, we are um, developing new products. We are testing the product from competitors, from other brands in the space. I would love this job to test them all. I mean, I need, I need them. I need my, my male peers to try <laughs> and give me their feedback. I, I, I even ask them the size of their pennies. <laughs> so <laughs> it's important. When we are testing the prototyping, okay, of course, we are creating a masturbation device and we need to run different tests. And that's why we need to know how it works with different sizes of pennies and that's why <laughs> let's jump into the my hexel controls few questions size wise is it for everyone yes because uh, when we started to design our device as i said the um, doctors uh, needed to um, to be as more realistic as possible because the feedback from patients was uh when i put into practice this with a real person, sensations are super different. So they didn't want these strokers that are on the market that are looking for over-pleasuring, okay, men, in most of the cases with a lot of vibration patterns and, and motors. And it was not our aim. Our aim was to design the most realistic uh, masturbation device ever. So that's why we the, the interior interior canal is anatomically realistic. That's why it warms up to body temperature. And so we were looking for very, very realistic sensations. And when it comes to size, the uh, for example, the vagina, the average length is nine centimeters and it can go up to 12 when it reaches orgasm. So it is what we are um, offering with our interior sleeve. So our aim is to provide the most realistic sensation possible. I think that's really good as well, especially because when we speak about early ejaculation or pre-ejaculation, making something realistic, a lot of what I feel my generation, so I call myself early Gen Z, Zillennial, there is a massive problem with porn culture and that kind of affecting people's ejaculation patterns because mm -hmm. even if you will go into like a basic porn video on Pornhub right now they have all the time stamps on the videos so it's for example fingering and then like blowjob and sex and doggy and cow whatever if we have all these time stamps that means you could just click to your favorite part and sex is not necessarily like that between two partners it's like we need to go from a to b before we get to h you know so i think from that point of creating a product that focuses you not saying that you have to like turn away from poor completely but makes you focus on just doing it by yourself solo and not just wanting to rush through it in a mm -hmm. sense of just to have relief and have an orgasm because sex can be quite a beautiful thing to like connect with people and I understand where men are a bit different and they want relief a lot of men might necessarily especially my age know that sex can be that thing to really connect you with someone definitely and and that's why um we are putting the effort on on teaching men that it's it's more important to to gain control that lasts no longer maybe 
um, is not important lasting that longer and and sometimes it's okay if you if if the intercourse lasts three minutes but are three wonderful minutes <laughs> or sometimes maybe it could last eight ten whatever so and actually there there's a trend among sex therapists um that are saying that premature ejaculation is not related to time anymore they don't want it to be related to specific time timing um uh, so no one minute no three minutes it, it they, they this new trend is saying that premature ejaculation or early ejaculation happens when mm. um when it's sooner than the 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 men or the couple want um so that's why we are putting our effort on on teaching men how to control because if they gain control of over their body over their mind they are going to be able to control ejaculation and decide when to ejaculate that we think is the most powerful <laughs> um thing over not, not just to last longer because sometimes it's not fun well speaking to my girlfriends I don't think sometimes we help the issue of like I, it's funny how women are so open and graphic about sex within their circle and then if you go into a guy circle <laughs> like what I know is that they'll say did you see that girl last weekend and they'll go yeah it was good and that's the conversation but women will be like he did this and then this went in here and then we did this and then we went here and we did more of this and I, I like this and whatever <laughs> But um, me and my friends, we always speak about how long we like a guy to last in the bedroom. But I sometimes think if a guy was to hear that, he'd be so intimidated. For me, I personally said I like half an hour. But they were like, you're being so unrealistic. Half an hour is impossible. But then again, it's true. Like you said, sometimes five minutes does the job, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but because it really depends. Not, uh, I mean, every day is different. Sometimes you you are tired or not, or, or and it really depends. It's, it doesn't mean that every time uh, thirty minutes, one hour is perfect. Maybe one day is good because it's I don't know. It's the weekend and you are relaxed and you want to enjoy with calm of of this, but. Maybe it's, um, I don't know, Tuesday evening and you are so stressed and, and tired and you just want to enjoy eight minutes of wonderful sex and that's it because you want to go to sleep. <laughs> so the, the, the key is the, the quality and not the quantity. Mm. And that's why we are teaching men how to, how to control and, and how to... to to get uh, more consciousness about their body, about their mind, how it's how they can affect um, the, um, the the quality of, of of sex and how you can start gaining more control. I know you said one of the leading causes of why men are suffering with pre ejaculation is psychological, but I was mm -hmm. wondering for your research and variants specifically behind that psychological reason what do you think it is that is maybe not helping men uh well the current style of uh, lifestyle stress anxiety even we are working with patients with ptsd so i mean 
men are not sex machines, okay? They are uh, people that, of course, are struggling with a lot of things. And, and they, as I said, they are not machines. So they, they have their feelings and their concerns. Uh, they are tired as well. So, um, and the, the thing is that they feel that they have the pressure over them uh, about uh, performing and on sex. And first of all, they, 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 my my advice <laughs> is to they, they, they start to uh, they they should start believing and, and not feeling that kind of pressure, okay? Because when uh. sex is a matter of two or three or <laughs> uh, not not just one, communication is key. So if someone is struggling with a period of time when he notices that the, the his sexual performance is being affected. Well, the, the, the best way to, to do with your partner is to start communicating and trying to to find a solution. Because it's pretty normal. Um, and also women are, I mean, we are not sex machine. We are not feeling the same level of pleasure and arousal the whole time. So as soon as we start accepting this, the, the better, because we are going to start also normalizing that people uh, are affected by different situations that has a, a direct impact on, on our sexual life. I think a great way to put it is when two people, man and man, woman and woman, um, woman and man, whoever, come together, two strangers meeting, mm-hmm. They speak almost different sexual languages. You know, one person could be speaking Portuguese and the other person could be speaking Mandarin and you have to get an understanding of the other person so you can almost fuse the language together and learn what each other like. But I suppose where we do have the pre-ejaculation problem, in terms of like girlfriends or partners or sex partners, or even like men, how would you advise a partner to bring that subject up if they are maybe a bit afraid about bringing it up? Because I know you said about women and the refunds of the product. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, um, we got feedback um, no. from women saying <laughs> it, it didn't work. <laughs> he, he, my partner got so mad. Um, I, I think... Uh, I think communication should be uh, good among among the partners, not only when it comes to sex, but in general. So if you have a good communication with your partner, at least you should try, because if you are communicating good in other aspects, why um, why not bring in the, the sexual conversation? Uh, and, and but but yes, I mean I think the person should be so delicate, patient because it's it's not easy. But see, I always encourage people to to start and and bring this conversation because uh, the the consequences are gonna be always better. <laughs> I think sooner you have the conversation about things that aren't sizing up for you in the bedroom or maybe you want to make better is better to have them sooner than later you know yeah 
further down the road it might be seen as like oh we've had so so much time together and you're only bringing this to me now you know uh with respect and and yes trying to manage the situation as a situation of the couple yeah trying to get to to focus on 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 the positive thing or going through these together and trying to improve together so as we are kind of wrapping up now mm-hmm. i just want to go through a few more points so whilst you do have the my hixel control which is the main star of the my hixel family <laughs> um what are the other products you have on your website uh well the my hixel control is the flagship product we are working now on a new product that hopefully it's going to be launched by middle next year. It's for another kind of male sexual condition um, and we are so excited about it. And it is the same, the combination of therapy within the app and a physical product. But besides these um, flagship products, we do also have a online academy on, with nine courses related to uh, sexuality, uh, male-oriented <laughs> Uh, and we talk about early ejaculation, but also erectile dysfunction, porn addiction, pelvic floor. Uh, that is something that most of men even don't know that they have. Some women don't know they have it. <laughs> yeah, and they have it. <laughs> and it's actually it's kind of important to uh, to to get it in good shape for trying to avoid avoid um, future problems. So. Uh, but also nutrition and sex, workout and sex, because uh, as we see, it, sexuality um, is a, in a holistic way. So we all these courses have uh, video content, audio content and written content. Uh, we also have a portfolio of intimate care products for men, such as um, moisturizing cream for intimate area, oil massage, what else? Supplements for uh, premature ejaculation, accessories for, for the device. So we have this kind of male universe <laughs> for, for, for them to improve their intimate life and sexuality. And hopefully we were bringing more things into the table. And it's a safe, comfortable place for them to come to. You know, it's not as well like with a female sex tech. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed is it's always pink and it's always like girly and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if I was like to get it out of the box mm-hmm. and look at it, I, I wouldn't necessarily know what it is until I like read to it. So it's very discreet. <laughs> yeah, we wanted to do something discreet. Uh because, uh, of course, we are aiming to not feeling ashamed. But still, we know that the men are very worried about being discreet in, in, in the packaging, in the design of the product, even in the shipping. So we don't, uh, the, the shipping is so discreet, we, we don't show the name of the brand in the label. Or we take care of everything, every small detail. <laughs> on in this regard and I think as well like a great way to maybe view it like um uh, my friends always ask me so what are you doing today like um who are you interviewing and the best way I describe like finding out what the my hicks or control is it's like going to the gym but it's like a training program for your penis (laughs) (laughs) it's so true you go to the gym and you take care of your physical health and then your mental health by doing that so mm-hmm. why wouldn't you take care of your sexual kind of health and your 
wellness you know it makes perfect sense but not everyone sees that a good example because we are not promising miracles i mean we are not um, a medical product at all it 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 is a matter of habit and commitment because you need to go through an eight-week program 100 committed um with your mind opened uh, willing to learn, willing to try. And what I could say is that the uh, results that we are getting from our users that are going through the program and I'm taking it very seriously are awesome. And, and that's why we are still here. <laughs> and, but we, uh, I'm going to be honest, we do also have men that try once and say, it's a shit. I'm not lasting longer. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> after one try, you if you are expecting any kind of miracle, it's not what we do. This is the same person who goes to the gym and does the treadmill once, the 20 minutes, <laughs> and then after goes, where's my six pack? Yeah, that's why it's a good example. <laughs> it's important, I think, as well to note that some causes of pre-ejaculation or premature ejaculation includes indulging in excessive masturbation during your teenage years or adulthood, imbalanced sexual hormones, uh, troubled relationships and marriages, infections in the ure- urethra and prostate, sexual assault, body consciousness, performance anxiety, erectile dysfunction and stress. So mm-hmm. if you are listening with those problems and you think that it's something that's affected you, this product could be something that, you know, helps you on your journey in terms of finding a better solution to maybe just ignoring the problem or not feeling comfortable with the problem. Um, so it's just important to note that. Um, to wrap up this interview... I wanted to ask a more broad question. To anyone struggling with speaking about their sexual satisfaction, what would your advice to them be? Don't be shy, because the result, it's going to always be better than just keeping it for yourself. Okay. Thank you so much for your help today, Patricia. Um, Can the audience find your products anywhere? Do you want to plug anything in? Yes, they can find us on uh, at mahixel.com and on social media my, uh, at mahixel. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Uh, Instagram, TikTok. <laughs> so we are all over there. Okay, all right. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, I really appreciate it. If you want to follow any of the links that Patricia said, they'll be linked in the bio below. And if you want to follow the sexonomic social media to follow our journey, please feel free to click on the links below too. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Bye.